Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So I have, once again, a large handful of things to, like, blow through. Great. I have, once again, only a couple. So first, we got to talk about Madame Kristen Stewart. Okay, yes. So, basically, she was profiled by someone. Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar. And she said... I have fully been told, if you just do yourself a favor and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel movie. And then she said, I don't want to work with people like that. Yeah. Which is, like, not surprising to me. But also, it's amazing that she talked about it, you know? It's not surprising because she was 19 when she, when they were told when she was told this which was i mean not recent not that she's old but like right. she she was told this like around the time when the first couple twilight movies were coming out when she was like really at, at like global Kristen Stewart level right so like it doesn't surprise me that in you know 2000 what like 8 <laughs> That, like, movie exec- execs came to her and were like, hey, you're not going to be in the second Iron Man movie if you're copying a lesbian. Right. And I bet now that Marvel is, like, trying to be so pro-gay and being like, there's going to be a gay superhero and, like, Tessa Thompson's character is queer and stuff. I feel like now they'd be less that way, you know? They would be yeah. less inclined to say that. I can totally see Kristen, however, being like, like, I can see Marvel going to her and saying, you know, we apologize. I, I mean, who even knows if they had anything to do with it? Um, yeah, it might have just been but, agent. But just be like, we apologize that, like, this was put on you in any way. Come be a part of, like, the new series of Marvel. But I can also see Kristen being like, I'm good. Yeah, I also, even if they didn't, like, even if that had never happened, I feel like she wouldn't have wanted to be in a Marvel movie anyway. yeah. If any, they may have forced her, but I even like, especially now, but even then, that's never been her game. Yeah. Like the woman that does personal shopper does not <laughs> also do Disney Plus. Right. So another piece of news that's almost exclusively for you. Did you watch the Birds of Prey trailer? There's a Birds of Prey trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, well, you have to watch it. Let me grab my computer. But for the viewers out there who have, or for the viewers, for the for the <laughs> listeners out there that are not able to watch this in front of you, you do get to see Ewan McGregor in the trailer, and you see Janae Somalia-Bell. I'm pr- pretty sure I butchered that name. And you see Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, who I'm very excited about, and Rosie Perez, who I did not know was in the movie, even though she's apparently a big part of it. Do you not get to see Margot? You do. Oh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Har- Margo as Harley Quinn is a lot. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my god. Me too. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so that's a thing that happened this week. <laughs> wow. Oh, also in her Harper's Bazaar interview, Kristen said that she doesn't have a, like, she doesn't identify with any label for her sexuality. Oh, interesting. She says, I was informed by an old school mentality, which is you want to preserve your career and your success and your productivity. And there are people in the world who don't like you and they don't like that you date girls and they don't like that you don't identify as a quote unquote lesbian, but you also don't identify as a quote unquote heterosexual. 
and people like to know stuff. So what the fuck are you? There was an interesting article that I read that was written by, I can't remember if it was someone who is sexually fluid or gender fluid, but they were talking about the word fluidity. And they were like, I feel like because we've kind of within the community broken the stereotype and kind of like more largely accepted uh, the idea of fluidity into it or like into the community that people are like overusing it. And that like people who may just be like really open aren't necessarily fluid. They just like are open and that people who are actively sexually fluid are like taking like offense to it because it's like, oh, like my sexuality is not casual. It's just like, just very fluid. And for some reason, when you said that, it triggered in my mind that I had read this article this week. It was very interesting. It has nothing to do with with what Kristen said, because I like what she said is correct. And I'm not comparing it. But (laughs) but I was like, oh, I did. I never really like thought about that. Yeah, me neither. And it, it reminds me a lot of Nico Tortorella, where he was like, oh, like I'm bi. No, I'm like sexually fluid. And there was like, no, I'm like gender fluid. And now I'm like this other thing. And I'm like, oh, at the time and even now, I'm like, oh, you're just like testing the waters and figuring out what feels right on you, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I'm like, oh, maybe what he thinks is sexually fluid is actually not what he's experiencing at all. Yeah. As someone who has never been fluid ever about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but good for Kristen. I feel like Kristen has definitely evolved over time. (laughs) And it's, it's funny to me that like her and even Miley Cyrus are like, even when you think that they've like fully evolved, come out again and they're like, nope, still, still going. They're like, just guess what? Something else. So we have to talk about your favorite pop star. Lil Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Something happened between him and Kevin Hart. <laughs> yes. Did you watch the video? I did not. Okay. So basically what happens is Lil Nas X is in a room with three people. And the only one of them that I knew was Kevin Hart. And he's talking about coming out at the height of his career and why he chose to do so and he's he basically is like he says like I was really afraid to come out but I think it was like a good choice and Kevin Hart is like why were you afraid you're gay so what who cares and Lil Nas X is like okay just the fact they're saying that means that you like don't understand at all what homophobia is and like I think he says like you're you you're clearly not from the hood or something and he basically is like The fact that you say that you don't get why I would be afraid to be gay means that, like, you don't understand, like, your own homophobia and stuff. Wow. Okay, little Nas X. Now I know why you love him so much. Okay, listen. (laughs) This is my funniest joke, I gotta say. Okay. (laughs) Wow, love that. And then just bouncing off of him, did you hear about Dave Chappelle? God, no, what do you do? So he released a Netflix special called Sticks and Stones. And he made, I did not watch it. I read an article about it after I heard that this had happened. Throughout it, he makes like a bunch of gay and trans jokes. Of course he does. They're like, I don't know how to put it. They're not, here's a gay man, isn't that funny? It's all definitely directed back towards him. 
but in okay so i'm gonna read like bits and pieces of it okay so like there's one time where he says quote you're never ever allowed to upset the alphabet people and then he says that trans people hate my fucking guts and i don't blame them i can't stop writing jokes about them oh he talks about caitlin jenner but uses the name bruce jenner of course and keeps saying he instead of she and then like compares like coming out as trans to quote having our dicks cut off and then he compares being trans to being a chinese person trapped inside of a black man's body um (laughs) and then it just like keeps going and so twitter kind of like everybody that watched it like kind of erupted and was kind of like wait what and he he Obviously, at the beginning of the special, like, talks about Kevin Hart and kind of, like, sides with Kevin Hart and the side of comedy, being, like, comedy is comedy and, like, don't take offense to it. It's not meant for that. But all of the reviews for Dave Chappelle's special have been, like, these are not okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And someone, Taylor Hosking from Vice, wrote, his approach comes off as a little defiant rejection of change at any cost. It's as if he keeps going down a path, drawing attention to the worst aspects of his important career. The biggest cost will be tarnishing his own legacy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like now when I think about David Chappelle, I'll just be like, oh, that guy that made those really weird jokes. Those really bad jokes. So that happened. And then I only have a couple other things. Straight pride happened. Yes. And apparently it was a big flop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There were only like a couple hundred people that showed up, but there were thousands of protesters. Yeah, which I love. I always think it's funny when there are more protesters than actual people. Yeah. And people, apparently in the parade, there was like a build the, a build the wall sign. And like, there were a lot of like Trump 2020 floats. And um, there were a lot of police officers. But people were tweeting from the like, I don't know if these people were tweeting from participating in it or from watching it happen because it happened down like a pretty popular street in Boston um, that like there were a lot of people who were arrested. There were like fights breaking out all over the place. And then at the end, there was like this like chanting that happened that went from like people in attendance said that there were fights that were breaking out all over the place and chants escalated to jeers more often than not. I'm like, oh, great. And then the mayor, okay, I actually have something to say about this. The mayor of Boston tweeted and said, as I've said, a straight pride parade won't overshadow the tremendous role Boston has played in the national movement for equality. We will continue to be a leader in the fight for civil rights. Let's continue to turn our backs on hatred using our voices to continue spreading the message of love. Great. What I don't understand is when Twitter became a platform to like say things as a pop, like put out um, statements as a politician. (laughs) Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, when a politician has something to say, like all the news channels turn to that and the the politician stands in front of a mic and is like, here's what I have to say about this. And then they go away and the whole thing takes five minutes. I don't understand. I mean, I do, I get it. Like the whole... Trump Twitter thing. I get it. Yeah, that's but, what I was to say. Yeah, but like, since when, like, I, as you know, don't go on Twitter a whole lot. And so, like, say I lived in Boston and, and was just kind of like, well, what's my mayor got to say about this? Would never know. Unless, like, Twitter has a news station where they start reading political tweets <laughs> from, like, verified users. Well, um, a lot of, like, internet news 
things, pick up tweets. Yes, but then you have like, that opens up a whole nother conversation because then you go back to like how BuzzFeed has like their morning show and um, even like Huffington Post and stuff like that. Like there are, there are definitely like internet news outlets that do that, but then you get into like the politics behind all of the internet news stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, I love BuzzFeed news. <laughs> I know you do. But BuzzFeed news is also like kind of an awful company because of like the layoff stuff and there and all of the stuff that happened last year. So I'm kind of like, even there, I don't even know where to go to. So like, unless I follow every mayor in the US, like, am I ever really getting the full story? I don't know. Well, do you watch the news? I watch the news when I'm home. And when I, I have um, a, uh, this is not an ad, an Alexa in my bedroom. <laughs> And when I wake up, I'm like, hey, Alexa, start my day. And Alexa, like, plays. She, she, like, tells me the weather and what time it is and how much, well, like, and if there are any delays on the train and stuff. And then it plays news clips that I've missed from the past 24 hours. And it'll play, like, either, like, audio from whoever talking about whatever. Or it'll, like, read me, like, top headlines from the New York Times or whatever. But then that even that is only, like I'm only getting so much, right? So I was like, so like I would have gotten a notification, or it would have been like, oh, the pride parade happened, and like this is what happened there. But it would it wouldn't go as far to be like, and then the mayor tweeted, right? But but there's that. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish that there was um, maybe it's just that I don't like Twitter and I'm coming down on Twitter too hard. Yeah, but I think you just I, don't want to be on Twitter. I just don't understand how, and maybe it's I'm just old. Like, I don't understand how a social media platform can be, like, an official place for people with actual jobs to, like, use to reach larger audiences. Which I know when I say that out loud, that's exactly what social that's media what social is social for. media is, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm, like, in my mind, I guess social media is still more social as opposed to, like... Official? Like, if... It, if an emergency was happening, I wouldn't want to be like, well, I didn't see the mayor's tweet. Right. But I think if there's an emergency, it's going to be on, like, alerts. Uh, anyway, do you have any more? Well, I was going to talk about the founder of that conversion therapy group coming out. Amazing. That was my next one. Great. I mean, I just sort of said it, but the founder of a big conversion therapy group basically was like, this doesn't work. I'm gay. And he apologized for, like, doing conversion therapy and being an evil person. I would read it, but I just opened it to read it, and it's very long. Yeah. His apology is long, <laughs> but he apologizes for, like, hurting all those people. He said, I know that creating the organization that still lives was, in a large way, causing harm. Creating a catchy slogan that put out a very misleading idea of freedom from heterosexuality through Jesus Christ was definitely harmful, I'd say. Yeah, I, I just, I, this obviously is not the first time that this has happened, right? It happened in Boy Erased. Yeah, and I, I, I guess what I'm missing is like, how do you do all of those things and then live your life openly as a gay man? Yeah, I have no idea where his life is going to go from here. Yeah, oh, we, and um, that movie that we saw with James Franco and Emma Roberts and um, Zachary Quinto. Well, yeah, but he was straight at the end. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, it was reverse. But kind of the same thing, like, when he was like, no, I'm straight, everybody still went to him and was like, like, what? Like, I, I, I guess it's really not the same thing. Never mind. 
Yeah, very confusing. I still, it's, it, it boggles my mind that these things can happen where like the, the leaders of these huge conversion therapy companies, if you want to call them, like come out and kind of dismantle their entire belief system. And yet we still have a lot of politicians who just like won't ban it. Yeah. Like the people who actually run it are like, this actually doesn't work. Yeah. And like, this is and, actually bad. Yeah. And then politicians are still kind of like, oh, which is also, I mean, and we see it a lot in Canada right now where, where everybody's like, oh my God, like Justin Trudeau loves gay people. And everybody's like, okay, call me when he bans conversion therapy in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Now I only have one and a half things. Okay. Did you, I read this article this morning about your girl, Lily Tomlin. Oh God, what'd she do? This beautiful, like amazing thing. <laughs> so or she just turned 80. That's correct. Which crazy. And her, I just saw that Grace and Frankie was like the longest running show on Netflix. Yeah, it's about to be. And then will end, which is sad, but congrats to them. But this has to do with her friend, Vito, Vito something? Vito Russo? Yes. So I'm going to read the post that I saw about it, and then I'm going to tell you where, like, what it is. So today is Lily Tomlin's 80th birthday, and this story needs to be told. Two months before we lost Vito Russo, he asked me to go to Fire Island with him and his best friend Arnie. We wanted to visit a special place in his heart one last time. We spent a few days visiting like old spots and listening to friends reminisce about the good old days on the island. Vito walked the entire island and was given like a superstar welcome when he was recognized. Everybody was amazing, although in a very he was in a very weakened state. Upon the return home, Vito wanted to stop at Baldukis. I don't know, but it looks Italian for some food <laughs> from home when. We arrived at his apartment. I asked if he needed any money. He reached into his jeans and took out a crumbled up check. It was $3,000 from Lily Tomlin. He oh said she, uh, she had been sending him money ever since he got sick with uh, HIV and AIDS. And Lily uh, did quietly, like, never said anything about the money that she was giving him until, like, the day he died. But I read this post through the Instagram of the AIDS memorial. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Instagram. <laughs> and it, it's a very cute picture of Lily Tomlin holding hands with him on like the roof of a car. You know who he is, right? I know the name. He made the celluloid closet. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I was want, trying to figure out why I had that highlighted. The celluloid closet, which we talked about in that season two episode with Shelly Duvall. Nope. Shelly Farmer. Shelly <laughs> Duvall. Okay, so that's all I have, but I thought that, I think that since this is our last, one last thing of the season, I wanted to do a throwback. Okay. To something that we used to do in One Last Thing forever ago, and that is talk about the people that came out this year. Oh, okay. Because we used to, every week, be like, did anybody come out this week? And then people just, I guess, stopped coming out and we stopped doing that. Yeah. So I have a list of 31 notable, notable people who came out in 2019. I'm just going to kind of blow through them and maybe stop on like the big ones for us. Anthony Bowens, who I don't know, but is apparently a YouTuber. Valentina came out as non-binary. Stormy Daniels, like kind of came out as bisexual. Oh God. Um, Cause she like tweeted, nope, I like to fuck men and women. It's called bisexual, which 
Okay. Oh, well, that counts. Yeah. Matt Pacifici. I don't know. He's a major league soccer player. He came out as gay and he is very hot. Woody Cook. He came out as bisexual, who is a DJ. Ben Platt. Oh. <laughs> um, really? Was like, kind of, he was like, I've been out since I was 12, but like here, like I, like just so everybody knows, like I'm gay. Um, oh, okay. He like, it was more like he opened up about his sexuality than, okay. than anything. And and then he released that album. Anyway, Lily Sny, who I think we may have talked about. She came out as bisexual. I don't know who she is. Lily Singh. She's a YouTuber. And now she has a talk show. Oh, good for you, Lily. Ryan Sampson, who you and I definitely talked about. We we posted about him in our Insta story. And then he DM'd us back. And he's very sweet. He's a British TV star. And he is very hot. Sam Smith came out as genderqueer and non-binary. That whole thing happened. Okay, I don't don't agree with this. But Ariana Grande is on up for for this list. Um, Um... where where everybody was like, oh, you like almost kissed that girl in that video. Like, are you gay? And she was like, I just don't label myself and I don't feel the need to. So I don't believe, like, I think that that's where, what I was talking about earlier with like sexually fluid. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I think that she's just open. She's not <laughs> like, and yeah. Anyway, Caitlin Kaninen, your favorite person in the world. God damn it. Don't make that joke. <laughs> If you don't know who she is, just go watch The Prom and then uh, look at a picture of Jay. Tyler Blackburn from Pretty Little Lies came out, came out as bisexual. Clario, I don't know who that is, came out as not straight at Coachella. Oh, okay, great. Andy Brennan, who is an Australian soccer star. Michael D. Cohen, who I don't know. Juan Castano, who is from the Netflix show What If, but we know him from that play. Oedipus El Rey. Yes, came out and it is great news for me. Shay Coulee came out as gender non-binary. Jonathan Van Ness came out as non-binary. Dan Howell came out as gay. Eugene He's a YouTuber. Lee, Dan Howell? Yeah. Eugene Lee Yang from The Try Guys on BuzzFeed came out as gay. Connor Jessup from American Crime, one of my favorite TV shows, um, came out as, <laughs> as um, uh, uh, gay. Willow Smith came out as sexually fluid, I believe. Candy Dawn, who is a YouTuber, came out. Your favorite pop star, Little Nas X. Of course. Also, I love that I keep saying Little Nas <laughs> instead Lid- of Little yeah, Nas. Yes. And also that you're calling him a pop star. He, he, he What is he? A, uh, he's a hip hop star. Oh, he's country rap crossover. Okay. Neither of which are pop. Tess Holiday who I don't know, came out as pansexual. And she actually specifically says, I've been thinking a lot about my relationship to my own queerness. And I think the word pansexual speaks to me a lot more than bi does, which I love. I love that. Um, Bella Thorne came out. <laughs> Our favorite Demi Burnett came out. Oh my God, of we course. still have to fucking talk about that. Julianne Huff. Oh. Um, <laughs> Catherine Barrel, who I don't know, but is from Winona Earp, came out as bisexual. What? Um, no, yeah, she, she came. Yeah, she came out in August. I'm attracted to both men and women. The person I fell in love with is a man. I wish it could be. It could just be about the human that I'm in love with, as opposed to their gender. This is why I'm so passionate about advocating for the equal acceptance across the spectrum of sexuality. Let's just love who we love and love each other. The world has bigger problems. Wow! Look, <laughs> you you got to look at a picture of her to see why I, I'm excited. Yeah, she's beautiful. 
Yeah. And then, oh, we talked about her too. Sam Heen in the K-pop star. Oh, yeah. And then Ryan Russell, who we talked about last week on One Last Thing. And those are the 31 most notable people that came out this far. This list is from Pride Site. By the way, I did not come up with this list by myself. Oh, okay. Okay. Demi Watch. Yeah, I completely forgot we had to talk about her. Me too. Low key, a lot of Demi stuff happened this week. Sorry, I was burping. <laughs> you couldn't let us finish the season without it. Yeah, I had to. And they alluded that a lot of uh, alluded to a lot of Demi stuff next week. Yeah, I think next week is going to be a huge Demi week. Yeah, we saw this week that Demi was like, "I'm in love with Christian." Is it Christian, like C H R I S T I I N, but spelled differently? Yeah, I think so. Dumb. <laughs> that, that they're like in love and Demi and her kind of like go off for a minute and they were talking about like their relationship and how strongly they feel for each other. And I feel like they balance each other out really well. Yeah, I agree. I think they're a really good couple. Yeah, I think that Christian makes Demi more of a person, if that makes sense, as opposed to like a persona. Yes, I agree. Like, when you see them laying on the couch, just kind of, like, chilling, I'm like, oh, if Christian wasn't here, Demi would be doing cartwheels down the beach. Yeah. And But I also don't feel like Christian restricts Demi and, like, makes her sit lazily on, like, a couch all day. Uh, I think Demi, like, wants to be there and, like, spend time. Like, it's very natural, and I love it. Yeah. I do think that The Bachelor is going to milk as much as they can out of this relationship. Um, I mean, it's going to be the entire rest of the season. Because part of me is like, would they, if they get engaged, would they get married and have their wedding in time for next season? Like, would ABC be like, cool, this is happening. Like, we're doing it. Or would they be like, no, we're going to like just chill for some time. We'll see. I feel like they would. I feel like ABC would make it like an ABC wedding if if Mike was The Bachelor. Because then it would be a sign Mm -hmm. that like they're willing to take progressive steps. But since Pete is the bachelor. Well, that's the thing is that like, have they officially announced Pete? No, but like it basically leaked. Yeah. Cause I saw a whole bunch of people congratulating him on social media. And I, I have two questions. One, why not Mike? Like they fully underused him and he left at the right time to like start being the bachelor. Yeah. So I'm like, there's, there's almost no reason for him to not be, except for the fact that he's black. Yeah. And I mean, I think that is why. Um, and then on the other side, my other question is, didn't Pete have a girlfriend through The Bachelorette? Yeah. And no one has ever talked about it. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you erase that story, but keep Jed's story? It's just very confusing. Yeah. It sucks that we're about to go into the biggest Demi week possibly so far with some maybe internalized homophobia. Yeah. I think definitely some internalized homophobia. And we won't see, we won't be having another episode for Demi watch, but you can check out our Instagram and, and Twitter and stuff. And we will be posting about it. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But otherwise that's all I got. Yeah, me too. And this is the end. Oh wow. Yeah. There's no pose cast. There's no one more thing to allude to next week. Like, this is it. This is the last. Everybody will hear from us for a bit. Um, but we're if obviously still going to be active. Oh, yeah. If you really are going to miss us, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash one more thing. And you'll still be getting episodes, video and or audio 
once a month, yeah. every month for the rest of your life. Otherwise you can follow us personally on social media or on the One More Things accounts and keep up with us. We love hearing from you all. Yeah, we really do. Also shout out to the person who DM'd us this morning or maybe it was last night and uh, like some cool trans models and was like holding me over until the next season of Post. That was fun. I guess, I guess this is goodbye. Oh, how? <laughs> You've been a trusty friend. <laughs> I hate to see us fall. <laughs> yes. One day I'll buy you back. Okay. Thanks to Abby Davis for all the artwork and David once again uh, for helping us out this season, our PA. And we'll see you all next time. All right. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you all next time. Not see. Yeah. All right. I guess signing off. All right. Bye. Bye.